Hi guys, welcome to my first episode of Mommy Uncut, the podcast. Wow, I'm really excited and nervous to actually share with you guys this aspect of life. Um, Thank you again for coming back to the channel. For those of you that haven't subscribed, please go back and subscribe. Um, For those of you that already have, thank you so much. Your continued support means everything to me. So today I have a very, very special guest. I am so excited to have one of my longtime best friends since I was in fourth grade. And he's actually going to be interviewing me. Um, I thought it would be cool to have someone actually physically interview me so you guys get to know me a little more in depth um, and take get things out of me that I normally probably wouldn't just say myself. So without further ado, please introducing the one, the only, Mr. Eric Rodile. What's poppin'? Thank you so much for doing this for me. I am so appreciative of you. No, you, so. you know how it goes. I always got you. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be like, you know, the actual first guest and wow. to really pop this off. I mean, obviously, you know, we've talked a lot about this actually coming to fruition and here right. we are. So I don't know if I'm more excited and nervous than even maybe you are, but <laughs> I'm super happy and 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 glad to be here. So thank you for having us. And, you know, this all kind of started from, you know, I mean, we've always, you know, when you lived out here in Cali, foodies, you know, foodie buddies, you know, we go eat. Mm -hmm. And out of that comes, you know, a ton of conversations. um, Yes. And a ton of ideas that come about, you know, some come to life and some, you know, we'll chase them in our years to come, you know, in the future. But, um, one of those is, you know, uh, right before, you know, we knew you, you were moving to Oklahoma and uh, we knew you, you weren't going to be in Cali anymore uh, for, you know, some time. Mm-hmm. Right. So we knew, you know, it was like getting near a time of like, damn, these are our last times of really kicking it with Christine and all of us hanging out together. And, um, you know, we went and uh, a couple of weeks before you moved out to Oklahoma, you know, I hit up uh, the other girls and I was like, hey, you know, it's our last time. What days are you guys available to have a lunch? And, you know, mm-hmm. that's just surprise Christine. And uh, so, of course, with you, I was like, it was just a normal day. We were going to just go have lunch, meet up mm-hmm. and, you know, do our do our normal thing. But, you know, it ended up by the time you were done and everything, you came down and you saw everybody um, was yeah. there. And it was Let a me chime moment. in on that. Let me chime in on yeah. that. So he actually was like, yo, like, what are you doing X day and I'm like nothing he's like you want to go to lunch sure so I was upstairs getting dressed and I didn't um I didn't know I you told me you were there and I said oh the door's open so let yourself in and then I come down and everybody's sitting in the living room <laughs> it's just like, one of those like step downs like wait what yeah I'm like what's going on <laughs> so yeah it was really cool go ahead go on I'll let you yeah so continue. I mean from there then uh you know that was uh that was the surprise there that we were just mm-hmm. all going to go out to lunch, kind of get our, our, our last lunch in as a, as a group, as, as a group of friends. And um, so we go to this Peruvian spot and, you know, we're there, the food's delicious. It's great. You know, it's just Osties. to call it a hole in the wall is, is such a bad name, but, but you guys get what we mean when we mean like it's a hole in the wall. It's not a great big grant, you know, brand yeah. name or anything. And uh, so we're eating and we're enjoying our company. And um, 
you know, one of our friends, um, she's a, a, a recently new mom as well. Huh? And um, so, you know, she, uh, she, we're all talking and we're talking about the struggles of being a mother. I'm, I'm a father of two kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're all talking about, you know, the struggles of being a parent and things that go on. And sometimes it's not even a struggle. It's just funny. And it's just, it's funny to, to recant those conversations and those times with your friends and kind of laugh back at them as you're going through parenthood, you know? So mm-hmm. um, we're sitting there and, and uh, we're talking about all this and, and then Shannon, or I, you know, one of our friends, I, I'm sure she's cool with us saying her name. So it is what it yeah. is. I'm, I'm sure she's cool with it, but um, you know, she, she's breastfeeding. Right. And so yeah. obviously we know there's, there's laws and there's all types of stuff that goes into breastfeeding and, right. and keeping that sacred between the mother and the, and the child. Right. And so um, it was really a, you know, a bonding moment between a mother and a child but we're in the restaurant and we're all eating and so you know like <laughs> like anything you know it's uh it's definitely um it definitely gets a little weird when 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 a boob just pops out and you know it's just like you don't you're trying to keep eye level and, and mind you she's sitting like I think directly in front of me so now I get it instantly awkward and I'm like trying to look around I'm just trying to look at anything other than what's going on in front of me right and uh yeah and the Don't waiter comes there. over and he asks if we need anything else and then he sees what's going on and he kind of does the uh 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 you know one of those and he backs <laughs> out and so we're just busting up laughing at that moment of of motherhood and and being a mother and and uh the struggles and and really the uncut raw stories mm-hmm. of of being a parent uh mother or father mm-hmm. and so that's kind of how this all started and i was just making yeah. a joke of like yo we should this should be a podcast. We should document these conversations that we have because they're so hilarious, especially from the perspective of me being the guy and, and the girls being the girls in the group. And so that's just mm-hmm. uh, a great conversation and, and some great jokes that come out of that. But really those raw moments that we we're talking about as far as motherhood, that's really where Mommy Uncut started. And that's kind of yeah. where the idea kind of sprouted. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously that's kind of where we're at now. But really, I mean, Let's take it back a bit, you know. Let's okay. let's really, you know, dive into who mommy of mommy uncut is, right? Right. Because that's that's yeah. that's that's what we're you know that's what we're doing. So mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, uh, it's it's great again to have me on here. So I appreciate that. Um, obviously, we go back, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, like you like you mentioned earlier, it's fourth grade. So we're kids, you know, we're elementary kids, and uh, you know, for us to be in the age that we're at and still be friends is obviously still a great thing. Um, but as far as meeting you around fourth grade and, you know, us both growing up in the same city of Downey, yeah. what, what was life kind of like before Downey, before even meeting me, right? Before coming to Downey, what, what was that like for you? Well, actually, I always went to Downey schools. Um, my parents uh, actually had bought a home Um, in Downey, I was about four or five years old and I started school and kindergarten in Downey. Um, my parents divorced and then shortly after that, um, we moved in with my grandparents, which was in LA. So my mom would literally drive the opposite way, 45 minutes to drop me off to school and then would drive to downtown LA where she worked just to make sure that I maintained the same friends and she liked the area and wanted to make sure that I was being, you know, raised in a, in a great area. Um, so that's kind of where 
it all started. So I did live in LA a good majority of my time, but I spent the most of my time in Downey um, from school till after school till I got picked up. So um, that's kind of how that started until we did move back to Downey until I was like, uh, like eight. And I think that was around the time that we were uh, we became friends and we were hanging out because we were, we also lived close to each other at that time. Um, right. We used to like ride scooters and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've always, either, either, whether I lived in Downey or not, I always um, maintained my life in Downey. In Downey. Got you. And, and obviously I've, um, I've seen this firsthand, you know, being around you and your mom, mm-hmm. um, and you, you know, you kind of touched on it there that your mom wanted to make sure that you sustained the same friendships and were around the same environments instead of switching and uh, moving around. And uh, I mean, it really speaks to the characteristic of your mom, you know, mm-hmm. being a, a single mother, uh, raising you, you and your brother mm-hmm. um, and the resilience and, you know, everything that is from, you know, is, is, uh, is in her is also in you. So tell me what, you know, how did that help shape you into, you know, the, not only the woman you are now, but also the, the mother you are now, because you're, you know, now you're a mother. I don't know why I'm getting emotional. (laughs) This is normal. This usually happens. Like there's normally like some chips and guac in front of us here when this normally happens. So this is, this is normal. Yeah. I had some earlier. Um, Wow. Um. <laughs> Take your time. You're good. Uh, well, you know. Wow. Um, that's a great question. Um, for any anybody that knows my mom, it's like. I don't even, you would understand without me even have to say anything, man. She is a powerhouse. She is somebody that um, really moves mountains on her own, right? There's nothing impossible for her. And I truly, truly was able to witness that since I was a kid. And she just always was like, instilled that in me, you know, and me being the oldest, she really made sure I was as independent as I could be. Um, That was just in my character already. Um, But she made sure that I knew how to do the littlest of things by myself. Um, And I think those things today really like I remember being a kid having to clean and cook and pick up kids and doing these things that your average teenager does not do. Right. For the most your mom part. For sure, your mom for sure got you a car to help to help do the yeah. errands. Side so note, I had a car at 14, not for my own good, to help her and her chores <laughs> and the kids. So, but I'm so, so thankful that I went through all that because now being a mom, like, it's just equipped me in a way that I, I could, I mean, I just don't know otherwise, you know, so caring for my son and now um, pregnant with my second, I think it's just, I have to be honest, I really thought because I 
went through a portion of, of that growing up that it would be easier on me that I'd have, you know, come into motherhood a little like, you know, step ahead. More prepared. Um, more prepared. And that is not the case because you still don't know. <laughs> like I'm ready. And that was not the case. Oh my God. It's a total different story when they're not your kids until they right. are. Right. And, I, and I, she always would tell me, she's like, you'll understand when you have your kids. You'll understand. And I'm just like, typical. We all hear that, right? We're typical all like, Latina mom, like, you wait till you have your own kids. Wait till you have your own kids. In one ear, out the other. Dude, and you know what? Like, she's, she's always been right. <laughs> <laughs> she's always been right. Parents are always right, and right? Dude, like, don't you hate and, when that happens? And- yeah. And now that I'm a mom, like, I... I just, I'm just so thankful for her, you know, um, she, her resilience, her, um, her ability to never like give up and nothing is an obstacle. There's actually a specific like thing that happened that I, I don't think I've even shared with her, um, that like just said so much about her. Um, and this was like, I want to say like a year or two ago, um, mm-hmm. we're at the grocery store. Right. And she's looking for peanut butter, but there's those stands of like bread, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, just like off the aisle. Like they just put like in the middle of the aisle, but kind of like facing it, but yeah, like a little rack. Yeah. But it was blocking the peanut butter Well, she was like, it was in her way. So she literally got it, picked it up put it on the side and started looking back <laughs> butter for the brand that she wanted. And I was just like, I stood back and I looked at her and I was just like, oh my God. Like it was not about the fucking peanut butter. It wasn't about the bread. It was the fact that it's just who she is. There's nothing that can stop her. Like literally she will find a way, get it out of her way to get what she wants. Right. And that made so much sense to me as to my character too, because right. I'm, I'm, I'm just like that. Like I, I will find a way. And right. I am just so thankful for that because, you know, when you have that ability to not drown in a cup of water and just figure out things and problem solve, it gets you so much further in life. And, and that's for anything. I mean, something as small as that, you know? So I'm very thankful for her. And I think there's so many stories that I could tell about her that yeah. Right. <laughs> but right. I think that's like that in particular really like just set the tone, like just solidified everything for me, you know? Yeah, for sure. No, I think even you just saying it earlier, her, her, uh, the extra work she'd have to do to get you to the school so that yeah. it benefited you, you know what I mean? Yep. It, it was extra work for her, but goes to show, you know, what kind of mother she was and that yeah. anything for her is possible, even when people say it's not you know so and so so with your mom Mm -hmm. you know obviously I could go so many ways with this but you know I saw you posted um on Instagram the other day you and your mom um I think that was a picture at your 30th birthday Mm -hmm. it was a dope picture you guys looking behind you know behind your shoulder or whatnot or over your shoulder Mm -hmm. um dope picture dope picture right but your mom is always just as fly if not flyer than you right so tell me so tell me i I gotta know is this like growing up is this is this your first fashion icon is your mom or 100 percent 100 percent um everything i am comes from my mom like if you don't know my mom 
you see that lady out and you will never, and I mean never, <laughs> ever see this woman not put together. I mean, to the nines at any given time, like any given time. And that's just who she is. She's always, you know, I mean, I have baby pictures to prove to you that she, I was her doll and we wore matching outfits. And, you know, I think like she always used to have me in hats. And I think that's why I have a love for hats, you know, and accessories. Mm -hmm. Like I was always accessorized. I was, my mom's the girly girl, the girly girl. My mom, you'll never see her in flats. She is always in heels. She's always Right. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think, you know, at a young age, she's always picked out her outfits and she's always, you know, so that just kind of came from her. I, I truthfully like my love for fashion is mainly because of her. Um, and then come to find out too, like my grandma was that too, but I obviously mm. didn't get to witness that side of my grandma right. because I mean, I grew up with my grandma, but my grandma's already like older, you know? Right. But in my, back in the days, my grandma actually, like looking back at pictures, she was always like dressed to the nines too. And she had eight kids. Wow. Seven living, but eight total. Okay. Right. And she actually, my grandma was a seamstress. So she made everyone like, she, my mom has five brothers. She made everyone's wedding gowns for their weddings. And growing mm. up, they had a manufacturing factory. So my grandma had a factory. So all the kids worked at the factory. So my mom, like growing up, like the outfits that I would wear, she would make me. So wow. that's, so like the sewing and then my grandma growing up after that, after they sold the factory, she became a cosmetologist. So I grew mm. up my grandma knowing my grandma's a cosmetologist. So I was always in salons. So I always wanted to do hair and do makeovers and makeup since I was, five years old so right. like literally my talents and my assets of who I am now come from them like right. literally them too and it made sense to me until like you know um I lived with my grandparents not that long well you know years back because I um moved everything's into happened so quick yeah everything has that we'll get back <laughs> we'll get to that point um but I lived with my grandparents I took care of them I was their caregiver and I got to know more and more even though I grew up with them living with them at some given point um I got to know more more and more stories and I was like dang like that's why I get my love for this that's why I get my right. love for that, and that's why I'm good at right. this and that's why I'm good at that and I'm like wow like right. really like my grandma and my mom shaped me into my talents in what I like to do right that's pretty cool right most people don't actually know that (laughs) no definitely the apple doesn't fall you know too far from the tree on on that one so I'm not surprised at all um and as far as as you know love of fashion and things like that obviously you said you know your first was um your mom but Mm -hmm. thinking back was there somebody that you just you just loved everything about that person that, or, or was there a certain look or was it just something that, that gravitated you and pulled you into, into the styling world and being in a fashion and. No, well, I mean, I was, I was five years old and I was a Selena fan. I thought I was Selena. I had that same purple outfit 
that everyone <laughs> like does for Halloween. Right. I had one at five years old. Um, <laughs> and it's funny because Selena was an entertainer, but she was also a fashion designer. So I think right. kind of like, you know, growing up, like all of that kind of shaped me and molded me. But right. I think that my eye for fashion has literally always been there. Like I can put things together in my head before I can even before I'm in front and I would always pick everyone else's outfits before I would even pick out mine um that's just kind of how I've always been and I've always wanted to do makeovers on people (laughs) 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 not because I thought I just always like the idea of like the before and the after and how people felt was like right right yeah definitely how, how people feel after makeovers is probably like the best part for them yeah well for myself too like that's like them seeing the joy was like always the the excitement for me right so growing up did you did you always know kind of what you wanted to be or what what your what your uh what your road would be what your so, journey would be you know growing up not many people know this like some do, some don't. I was a pageant girl. My mom had me in pageants from 14 to 21. No, so- this makes perfect sense. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie to you. I, I, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, so I've, I was a pageant girl. I was trained in every aspect in interviewing and TV and all of that stuff. Um, and I naturally, because of that, I wanted to be a broadcaster either entertainment or sports um, broadcasting. So I was actually going to school for that. So I knew that's what I wanted to do um, all the way up, you know, up until I was in college, my, actually I got an AA in communications with a minor in broadcasting. Um, But I just, yeah, I didn't um, finish school because, you know, I was 21. I moved out of my parents' house and you got to live, pay your rent. bills come nice bills are real I chose the big girl life so I never finished school like fully and all I needed to do was transfer I needed a math class to transfer and I didn't and I know my mom till this day is probably like broke her heart oh my mom's so heartbroken over it you know she thought that I would be you know not that I was I was gonna set the example because I'm the oldest um so I I didn't and I always kind of live life by my rules and not anybody else's so (laughs) you know here we are but um yeah so it's kind of funny full circle um full circle right yeah like I this is something always that I wanted to do I would always interview people. Like I'd always ask so many questions when I was a kid and they would come, actually my grandma would call me Perico because I would be like, eh, you know, asking everybody questions and just, you know, I, I like to talk. <laughs> but um, yeah, so now it's like life is kind of full circle because now I'm kind of doing it on my own terms um, in a whole different realm and, and spectrum right really cool because I mean, back then this didn't exist, podcast didn't exist. Right yeah, and, uh, and, and how times are right where things phase out and change kind of like you know i mean obviously a radio but kind of the old radios that we had were like cassette cds you know those things of the past we do bluetooth speakers in our phones or whatever now you know yeah so broadcasting maybe even you know had you would fully you know just stayed on that path of of broadcasting you know it probably wouldn't even be what it is today because podcasting is just so different it's so direct to consumer it's so um 
so it's so we make it now we put it out tomorrow like it's literally that's how it goes you know it's like hotcakes literally right so um Eternal. that's 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 funny full circle that all that comes around broadcasting to podcasting and yeah and now here we are you know and and again it all started from that idea that lunch uh, of just yeah. putting this out there and, and here we are you know so um you said you know you, you didn't finish school um mm-hmm. looking back was there any advice you'd give your younger self wouldn't say regrets but was was no, there something to do over um no I would not do anything over um all I would I think I've always been a not a worry word because that's not I've been a little more of a free spirit but I, I've always been a perfectionist um, and I've always been a creative and I wish mm-hmm. I would have just done things when I like not second guess myself, you know, um, get step beside the perfectionism and how things are supposed to look and, or be, and just mm-hmm. do, I think if I would have done a lot of things like that, like when it comes to like anything else that I want to do, I just do it right. Like travel or right type of things but when it comes to like business or when it comes to you know I think creative like I'm, I'm my eye perfectionist. yeah I'm a perfectionist right. and I think it's a gift and a curse right um right. but there's also that saying like there's there's always the right time there's like there's no right time and there's no wrong time you know so and timing is everything so right. I mean could I tell my younger self I guess not to worry and go with the flow and not tried to be perfect. Those are the things that I would really tell my younger self, like just live, do Mm -hmm. what you can, um, to continue to go after what you have to do and, um, really just stop concentrating on being perfect, you know? Right. I think that's, that stops a lot of us in general. Yeah, No, for sure. I mean, when you're a creative and then you, you're using your, your, your creative side to come up with something that is, is then, uh, a business it's hard to do both you can't it's not easy to do right and then you take on a lot of hats and at that point then it starts to suck the creative juice out of you Mm -hmm. which then just takes the whole fun out of all of it and then you start to look at it differently and so Mm -hmm. i got i feel you on that one I'm, i'm sometimes stuck there too obviously you know i've i've been in the art for a long time Mm-hmm. um since I was younger been drawing been doing you know artistic type yeah. type stuff uh you know at one point was thought I was cool as a graffiti writer you know so um and I also make music and so yeah that definitely is the toughest part for us as creators and it's actually why I've continued to tell you like let's just do it let's just put it out mm-hmm. let's just you know what I mean because I know in your head what you're going through is the same thing I go through when I make songs and I'm like uh, do I want to put it out? What are people going to think? What are they going to say? It, it's, 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 it gets tough. And then once you let that sink in even just a little bit, it starts to suck the creativeness out of it. So, yeah. so I'm definitely glad that we're here in this <laughs> moment. Yeah. Like literally I'm in my dining room table and I have this whole like set up beautiful thing that I'm doing for the podcast. But honestly, I was just like, let's just do it whatever yeah. let's get yet. the ball rolling it'll be, cool it rolling. For it'll be cool for everybody to see the transition too and the di- yeah. and you know episode one to episode you know the such growth. and such and honestly you become a mom 
or a parent. And I think you also like the little things in life that used to really like be like, ah, you just <laughs> let them go. <laughs> out the window. Right. I just had to feed my kid before I started this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. point, you know, he's, yeah. So I'm like, Mom, mommy life. Mommy yeah. Uncut life. Yeah, for real. And uh, so after college, right? So, mm -hmm. and I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep a timeline mm -hmm. of, cause I obviously go back. So I had to sit and even think of some of, you know, your bullet points in your life. Cause it's just mm -hmm. been such, you know, a long time. I mean, we're talking of friendship of 20 years plus, you know? Yeah. So we, we've seen, we've seen a lot, you know? And so mm -hmm. after college, right. Um, this is about the time that I have, that I have my kids around the time, mm -hmm. right? And so um, you're, you were away at college. I was away doing some crazy stuff, I'm sure, at that time. And mm -hmm. then involved with my kids and everything coming, yeah. right? So there was a little bit of a gap in our, in our friendship around this time. Right. But um, help fill me in here at this point. So after college and realizing you're not going to go through with it, being a little a little badass and saying I'm a I'm a bet on myself and not 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 finish this up. You uh <laughs> you you get a job at a at tradition inside the Beverly Center. Mm -hmm. Um and then a couple years after that, then you end up working at a plastic surgeon's office as well, right? Yep. Um how vital and how pivotal were these two jobs for you looking back now? Oh my god extreme especially i say this especially because the the job the the positions that you had in the jobs right are like kind of like um polar opposite yeah but also like um i find this thing and like sometimes we don't realize that the jobs that some of the jobs that we have help shape us for mm -hmm. some of the better you know our our better selves later or a better role later mm -hmm. um so looking back maybe these were something that you kind of just took or, or, you know, was kind of the situation that was given to you. Right. Mm -hmm. But now looking back, like how, how, how important were those two jobs for you? Incredibly important. And I'm going to start by saying, I always kind of through college, um, I always worked retail. Um, I started at, um, Forever 21. And then from Forever 21, I was at American Eagle. And then at American Eagle, I was a handbag specialist at, at um, Nordstrom for like a couple years. Damn. Um, yeah, I was at Nordstrom Jeez. for like three, three and a half years. Mm -hmm. um, and then my mom made me quit to like focus on school and get a bank job, worst decision of my life. Um, and then um, this is me while like I'm working in the bank and then I'm like decide to leave my job. I mean, move out of my house School. no oh, leave out of my mom's house yeah and um and I was also actually um working at Mac as a um freelance makeup artist so a lot of people don't know but I'm also a makeup artist I went to school when I was 19 I had won a pageant and I went I got it um a scholarship to uh, makeup school. So I always loved to do makeup. Um, I did all my makeup through pageants and all that stuff. So um, I literally was hoping that they would hire me full-time at Mac um, because I was moving out of my plate, out of my parents and they only had like a part-time freelance. So I was working at the bank and I got fired at the bank. Um, <laughs> 
first job that I've ever been fired at, but they were all haters. Um, so got fired because you weren't doing good or? No, because I left my keys for my drawer in my at home. I literally lived five minutes down the street. I left and I came back. I was still on time, but they just wrote me up and then, and I was like, peace. Peace in the Middle East. Um, so anyway, I was like, damn, what am I going to do? I'd already moved out. What the fuck am I going to do, right? So, um, and I could never tell my mom that I got fired. Sorry, mom. I don't think I've ever told you that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> um, anyway, I um, happened to go out that weekend, right? It was a Sunday. And for those of you who are from LA and are familiar with Red Cup, I was at Red Cup. Might hey, little, Red Cup Sundays. Red Cup Sundays. I might have been a little tipsy. I might have been a little tipsy. And I ran there into might have been there might have been some good in my drink. <laughs> <laughs> might have been having a good time. I don't know. You know, I did just lose my job. Let's go have fun. Um, <laughs> Why not? Why not? Um, so I run into Jason. Jason was a good friend of ours. And he always had a store um, in Thousand Oaks area. And I knew that he was like looking to open at the Beverly Center, but we hadn't seen him in a while. So I actually ran into Jason at Red Cup. Jason actually lived across the street in the building across the street. So he would just walk over and hang out, right? So <laughs> I just go walk the dog at Red Cup. <laughs> yeah, literally chill at Red Cup, you know, like, oh, I'm going to go see what's up there, you know? Um, and I'm like, I'm for sure drunk. And I'm like, oh my God. He's telling me that he's opening. He's like, yo, you know, I'm opening the store at the Beverly Center. And I'm like, for sure drunk. Like, you have to hire me. Like, he's like, what? You need a job? And I was like, yeah. He's like, do you even have retail experience? I was like, of course I do. I used to run Nordstrom. Like, what are you talking about? And then he's like, all right, cool. Like, we'll do lunch tomorrow. And of course, like, I didn't think he was like being serious because- I was also drunk and I didn't even think he remembered because I didn't know if he was drunk, you know, right, right. Little to find out he didn't drink at the time. So whatever. Mm. So the next day he calls me and he's like, yo, like you down to do lunch. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, so we ended up meeting up and um, we ended up having a meeting and a lunch meeting. And, you know, I was just kind of explaining myself and what my um, experience was and that type of thing. And he needed someone to run and manage his store. And I was like, I'm your girl. So then, yeah, that following weekend, we're at Magic buying the merchandise for the store. And then that was it. Like <laughs> the following two and a half years um, were wild. Like I, I thank him a lot because he gave me full reins. So I was able to learn how to run a business at a big box tail retail style you know, mall, you know, the Beverly Center is huge. So being able to run a store, um, it's not like a little boutique, like we're in a mall, you know, so a little different. Um, So being able to kind of take the full reins and do everything from merchandising to buying to staffing to, you know, I mean, books, you name it, um, kind of just taught me all around about the business. Um, So I was just well-versed at that time. At this time, I think I'm like 21, like literally, you know, I'm, I'm a kid at this point. Yeah. I have a huge responsibility, but I'm the type of person that I'm 
I lived, eat, ate, breathed tradition. I was Christine mm-hmm. tradition. So for those of you who know me from back then, you know that I was Christine tradition on, on my socials. Like people, if people still have me on their phone as Christine tradition, like they literally thought that was my last name. And I'm like, no, 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 that was just me. <laughs> like, that was me. I actually made everyone who worked in the store change their handle from Instagram to so-and-so tradition for marketing yeah. purposes. Um, yeah. And, you know, actually, ironically, like I was able and had the opportunity to work with so many people, so many musicians, so many athletes, so many, everybody. I mean, everybody, if you knew what that I mean, everybody goes to the Beverly Center, right? Everyone goes to the Beverly Center. Everyone shops there. Like literally some of my like closest clients were people that you would probably never even think of. And I'm 22, 20, like between 21 and 23 at that time, you know, like to have that network and that connection with people um, at that level is, is crazy, right. you know? And I actually, so the whole styling happened um, because I started their styling program there um, because everyone else's stylists were coming in they're like, do you do pulls? And we're like, no, you know? And then at some point I was like, well, we have to do it. So, right. I mean, I started putting a, in play like a styling program. So for stylists to come and pull for their clients. Right. And that's a point where these girls were calling me like, oh, what do you have new? Can you put, you know, stuff aside for so-and-so and so-and-so, right? Cool. I would literally put outfits together for all of them. They would come and be like, yep, 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 yep. Take everything. And then I see the artist or the athlete wearing the outfit that I picked out that they get the credit for. But I didn't right. care at that time because right. I was like, cool, right. I made my sale. Like, right, right. You did right. your role. You yeah, did I did my job. role. I had no idea what I was doing. I was right. literally doing what I do. You know right. what I mean? You were just getting the job done. I was getting the job done. And it's what I like to do anyway. So it wasn't like, right. I didn't think further than that or that that was going to be my job or that I could right. be that. Like that was not even- Or how this skill set that you were going to learn at this job that maybe was just a, a quick, was supposed to just be a quick get you by right yeah like turned just, into a full-on opening true. of the eye <laughs> yeah like I had no like it was not even in the in your atmosphere in the atmosphere at that point right. so you know fast forward two and a half years later I'm like at the point where you know you want to grow I I'm always like I'm not a stagnant person. I have to continue to grow. I have to do more. Like this is, right. I did what I had to do now. Like what's next? I'm always right. like, what's next. And at the time, like they were just not ready to grow f- for me. Like there was just my room for growth was no longer like, they just weren't ready for me there at that point. Right. So I it was so hard for me. Like I didn't want to leave the store. The store was like my baby. Yeah. It you was know? like family too. And Everybody yeah, you worked with. Family, and it's just, you know, but like unknowingly, I ended up going to a friend's birthday party in Rosarito and I ended up running into a mutual friend who she worked at a uh, facial plastic for years. And I just, we're catching up and she's like, hey, you know, how's the store? I'm like, oh, it's going great, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, so, hey, just, so you know, like we're hiring. So if you know of anybody, like we're hiring full time. And I was like, hmm, I'm like, I might be interested. She's let, like, me, let me check this out. <laughs> I was like, hmm. And then she was like, no, like you'd never leave the store. And I'm like, no, but you know, I'm kind of like been looking without really looking. So like, I mean, I'm down just to interview and see what it's about. Right. All right. She's so I literally interviewed the following week and I got hired. Oh. 
And I didn't think I was going to get, not that I didn't think I was going to get hired, but I was just like, oh shit. Like I still have the store. Like I can't leave the store. You know what I mean? I have to find somebody to replace me. Right. I literally removed myself from the schedule during the day. And I only scheduled myself 6 p.m. as soon as I got out of there because it was literally three miles. The doctor's office from the store was three miles away. So I leave the doctor's office at six, get to the store at 6.30 till 11 that I would close to do all my extra stuff that I was doing for the store every day. I didn't leave the store till a year after or like eight months after. And then I would work Saturdays all day. So I only have Sundays off. I worked like a slave. (laughs) Dogging grinding but but you know what i worked like a slave i would still go out and party and (laughs) that's a whole nother podcast for a whole whole nother time but um (laughs) and i would still show up to work and you know stay tuned for that episode we got yeah yeah it's a whole other thing but so you know now i'm at the doctors and for me it's you know i'm at the boss at one and at the other one i have no idea what the heck i'm doing so it was a culture shock completely you know right right you yeah you went from knowing what you were doing to what the hell is going on and then like you know you're you're with patients so like someone's calling like that they're bleeding out or something i'm freaking out because i don't know what to tell you you know like i'm just like oh yeah let me you know like you know give me a second like let me see if the doctor's available let me see how to diffuse the situation right right oh my god the first couple months were so scary jesus christ and I'm not like a blood person, needles, you know, <laughs> Christ, like, and he does injectables and he would make went to me, the worst place. Yeah, and he would make me be in the room with him, like hand him like the injectables and stuff and the fillers and like things like that. And I'm just like, I'm in there like. <laughs> about to pass out. <laughs> he would tell me a couple times, like, he's like, you good? Like, you good? Okay? And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm great. You know, and I'm in there and he was just like looking at me, like laughing inside, like, oh my God, he's probably like this girl, man. Um, but I loved it. Um, I, I grew to love it. I learned so much, like to the point where I learned how to draw blood. When in the world was I ever going to draw blood, right? So like, <laughs> I learned how to do that. Um, but I, I became the, like, you know, I'm the type that n- no task is impossible. It's all. Yeah, yeah, so I, I, I learned it all and um, come to find out, you know, later on in life, um, it helped because um, my grandfather got a kidney transplant. So I took full care and I basically, you're fine. Um, I was able to kind of take that on a little bit better and know terminology and know things that I wouldn't have otherwise, I wouldn't know the proper questions to ask. Um, And I was familiar with medications and things and things like that, that really helped the process, you know? Mm. Um, So I thought that that was really interesting how life again, brought me back full circle. circle. Even though I was only there two and a half years and even there at that two and a half year mark, I hit like my, okay, I'm done. Like, this is over. Like, this was cool, but it's not for me. You know, like, I'm not doing what I love. Although it was good. I was making great money, you know, and then I just, I'm stuck in traffic. I was driving. (sighs) Oh, yeah. Like, I was driving like three hours a day just to get to and from work. Like, that's insane. And if you, I mean, if you're from LA, you know, driving from the heart, like Beverly, Beverly, uh, 
down to yeah, Beverly Hills. Are, yeah, all in that area, all the way to the outskirts. Terrible. Yeah. So I called my mom crying one day and I said, I'm done. I'm quitting my job. And she said, you're fucking crazy. And I said, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not happy. So I don't care what you say. I'm going to. You and your mom have had a couple of these moments. Huh? Oh, all the time. Like, <laughs> all the time. She, she's just you know, but I call her and tell her everything anyway. So, right. Right. You know, just how it works. It's just how it works. And she was like, um, I mean, you're going to do what you want anyway. And I'm like, I'm asking for your support. I'm not telling you what to tell me to do. I'm asking for your support. And I quit my job. (laughs) Um, but I had, you know, I, I never just leave like yeah, yeah, you had side gigs or side yeah, hustles. Yeah, well, I've always that. had side hustles. So just as a, uh, my parents are in the uh, real estate, mortgage, and insurance industry. So I always back myself with something to kind of back up on. I've been a notary since I was 18. So um, I was able to kind of do that and get some money going always. Right. Always had multiple. Keep money flowing. Income. Yeah, because that's just how I was taught. Um, but, um, no, I actually had money saved up. Um, and I opened my own online store and I just decided to take the leap of faith and, and do me and and go self-employed. And I've been self-employed going on six years somehow. Yeah. Somehow. That's awesome. Somehow I've been able to, been able to do it on my own, figuring it out one time. Stressful, but you know, worth it. Um, so really quick I started an online store and that was cool I I liked it but it was fast fashion and meanwhile I had ran the the online store for tradition it was just totally different the buying was totally different um the competition at the time was really like if you didn't have a huge following on Instagram you weren't getting sales and everybody was wearing like buying from the same vendor and we're back, guys. I'm <laughs> a bit of a rookie, and I didn't plug in my computer, and it died. And then we were praying that it <laughs> saved, and it had to convert. And... But it saved. Rookie mistakes. Rookie mistakes. It's okay. Come on, we're good. But we're back. So we were talking about my transition from the doctor's office to. Um, opening my own online store. So back to what I was saying, um, at that time, it was just a lot of competition going on. Um, if you didn't have a big following, um, everybody was buying from the same um, merchants and Bender. vendors. And um, it just was kind of hard to do a footprint. And then, you know, I'm, I was self-funded and I was using my savings and, you know, trying to live um, no, well, living, right? Because that's its own, that's got yeah, its own set amount of live. money just to live. Yeah. I mean, so that out, was outside's like 500 bucks anytime you step outside. So true. Um, so for me, I, I kind of was, yeah, money was running low. And I was just like, all right, like, this wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> I should have listened to mom. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> No, but you know, at that point I was like, man, what am I going to do? Like, this wasn't it like this. It's not that I couldn't do it. It's just that it just, there was, that wasn't it. It just wasn't it. It just in my heart. I knew it wasn't it. 
So I'm praying and I promise you like three days later, I get a phone call from a good friend of mine again, who I met through tradition at some given point. Um, and she's- Look at how life just lines things up, right? Yeah. So she's letting me know that they had just signed an artist. And if I knew of any upcoming stylists, they were trying to build her team, uh, the artist's team. And I was like, <laughs> I hear me. And she was right. like, you? Like, I mean, what are you going to do? Like put some clothes on her from your store? I, go, I mean, I guess if she likes anything from the store, but no, like, <laughs> I'm like, no, but I could do it. She's like, what do you mean you can do it? I'm like, look, I used to do it for the store. I used to do it for all the stylists. They used to come pick up literally outfits from me, put them on the, you know, artists, athletes, and then take credit for it. Why couldn't I do the same thing? And she's like, all right, like, let me just put you in contact with them. And then we'll see from there. And then, yeah, I met with them. And that following weekend, I had actually designed stuff for her to wear. And she opened up for an artist and and the rest was history. (laughs) And the rest is history. So then that, you know, I I was able to do really cool things. Um, I had, I mean, just clients after that, um, just lined up after that, but she was my primary client for a while because we were on a momentum and um, we were on tour. I mean, I, I did a lot of cool shit, you know? Right. Um, and I'm so happy that I was able to live that life um, at that age and at that time because I definitely couldn't do it now that I have a family, you know? It right. Just, it doesn't work that way. And that was for a couple of years as well, like two, two years, three years, or how long? Was it that you really gave it a full a full run? Full full run with her in particular. I think it was it was three years. Uh, three. Yeah, I want to say three. Got gotcha. you. Yeah, probably maybe a little longer. But and then I started building my clients too in between that. So, um, so yeah, man. Um, and then I meet this guy who actually. Jason, the owner of Tradition, sets me up with. Right, Ron? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not like a setup, but it was a setup. But we'll leave that story for another podcast, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and then shit went fast, and then I became Mommy Uncut without knowing I was Mommy Uncut. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so shit, now I'm like living in a whole other state. Uh, I'm in Oklahoma with a one-year-old and pregnant with my baby Baby number two? My baby girl. How does that that feel? Oh, man. Well, I mean, if you saw my first video vlog introduction, you could clearly tell I was excited. I mean, not that I wasn't excited for Noah, like that's, that's not it. I think we're also just more settled. We were, we bought a home, so we're in a home. When we found right. out we were pregnant, we weren't living together just yet. So there was know, a lot more unknowns then. A lot of more unknowns. And then now, you know, and then also too, like we, we both always wanted a girl. Um, we actually were hoping Noah was a girl. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, no no one's gonna hear this later on and be like no but it's okay because i love my son so much you have no idea like he's i'm so grateful for him 
Um, but I think this time around, um, we, I just genuinely thought I was having a boy. I just, you know, I did, I didn't, you know, I don't know why I just thought I did. And the thought of having a girl was just like, uh, I didn't want to get in my head. I think that's what it was that I didn't want to like get excited and then be like, you know, like, no. <laughs> so I guess, I guess in my head, I, I kind of convinced myself that I was having a boy. So when I found, when I, you know, you, I had you guys all on FaceTime and when I, read, right. I was like, it was in shock. I was literally in shock crying for like two days, I think, because like the, I, I guess I had truly mentally convinced myself I was having a boy. So, right. which it wasn't either or a healthy baby is, is what we always, you know, strive for and, you know, they're blessings. So right. that, that right. in itself, but um, like us, you know, we, we talk about all the time, um, you know, we, in the life that we're living, um, especially through COVID and all this stuff, like we really only want to have two kids. Um, that's just selfishly for us, for what we want to do for business purposes, for traveling. It's just easier to navigate life with just two kids and be able to give our full attention to our kids, both of them and equally right. and, um, not spread ourselves thin, you know? Um, and I know I'm, I'm one of four and I know what that's like, right? you know, as a parent. Right. So, um, well, as a daughter of a parent who, right. you know, I got you. So, um, so, you know, and I was like, well, you know, we're just going to have two. So the thought of like, maybe not having a girl was like, mm, you know, because I just yeah, like yeah. how, how, um, special my mom and my relationship. Right. So I knew that yes, I always right. wanted that. And I always wanted sisters and I never did. And I never had any. So like, you know, I wanted that for myself. And, you know, I guess I had convinced myself that that wasn't going to happen. So right. now that it is, you know, it's a whole other ball game. But, right. And that's, and that's a, that's something I think that is, is, is so dope and unique about this podcast is that um, the idea was, was put into the air when Noah was was in the oven and mm -hmm. here we are full circle again and and now you're you're pregnant doing a podcast so I mean I'm sure in this season we're gonna see the levels of craziness from you being pregnant you know we're gonna be able to see all that through the pregnancy as as this goes on so I'm definitely I think more that's emotional so dope to, this pregnancy. To, uh, really yeah like I how, how about sickness wise too same oh. thing more i literally got <laughs> over i'm just now at my second trimester and i was sick the entire time the first three months like indigestion nausea all day every day she's making me work for it <laughs> get I yes. a girl Yes. Oh my gosh, she's already gonna be just. <laughs> she's gonna be your daughter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So so I mean you know to kind of give a uh, you know a little bit of a of what's to come you know mm -hmm. um, what's what's your reason for doing you know this this podcast and and what do you envision giving, you know, giving us the people. 
Man, I'm so excited because I, I've always had, I've always built brands for other people. So styling for me, like I wasn't just putting clothes on you. I was building your brand and, and who you are. Right. So right. That, for you. Yeah. Like I, when I saw styling, I saw it as a personal brand and how to do that for you. And that's how I approach my clients. So I did it for everybody else. I mean, I did it for tradition. I did it for even the doctor, like I got him on the doctor show. And then he like went on to have multiple series on the doctor show um, wow. himself and build a brand for himself um, more than even at that. Now he's like up here, you know, before, right. you know, he it just, was building. it was building. Um, and I think now I'm able to really identify myself as a brand with mommy uncut. And that's the beautiful thing. Cause I've never been able to really do that for myself become a brand um, right. is authentically myself and I never like now that I'm able to see that through it's exciting to just be myself and build a brand around myself my family um, and the things that I love to do and the businesses that we have um, in the works and stuff that's going on that we'll share as, as we go on um, but mommy and cuz just so much more like I more than a podcast you know um we may be working on a book. I can't tell you what kind of book, but we may be working on a book, um, merch. Um, so, you know, I like to design. So of course, this is one of my first designs and campaign more than a mom. Um, so dope. Yeah. So it's empowering. Yeah. I think more than a mom for me, um, it, when you become a mom, I think you lose sense of identity and not in a negative way, but you're no longer that person you were before you were a parent and and you become this new person and that and you you kind of battle yourself with the person you were before were and who you're becoming and a lot of the time especially I think for women I did experience some um some postpartum depression and things of that um nature that Mm -hmm. and then everything happened so fast and just in life in general for me, how it always does, that I just didn't, wasn't able to grasp who I was and who, what, like what I was anymore, right. other than just living, breathing, eating for my child and a significant other. And, and, you know, like I kind of, you do lose yourself and not right. in a way that like, you're just learning. The new, no, not right. in a bad way. You just, right. you're learning no, you just no. can't go back to the person no, you were. There's just there's no way you can't because you didn't have to think for somebody else or let alone no. uh, your, your your partner and now a kid as well, which a kid is just so reliant on, on yeah. parents, right? I mean, it, it's just so I think that's a big topic, um, you know, identity for women um, becoming a mom is is a new identity. Um, so more than a mom for me is really a campaign for empowerment you're more than just a mom you're you're I mean a thousand the list goes on you know right no the job titles that mom has is crazy I mean it's like the resume stacked yeah it's like this is the top it's the umbrella you know the top and then just everything trickles down so you know me really running with more than a mom is is so um important for me because it's there's so many more topics that go into that and that I do want to talk about and interview um, people about um, because it is important. Mental health is a really, really 
big um, topic that I want to focus on also. And more than a mom is empowering for that. So I love it. Yeah, I'm really excited for this um, campaign and launch. And then, of course, just normal um, merch and stuff that we want to do. Um, and man, I mean, I think the sky's the limit. I think this is really giving me a platform to do everything that I've wanted to do, um, and create. And I think just creating is where I'm happy and that's what I'm going to do. Whatever idea comes to mind, I'm going to make it happen, um, with mommy and cut because it's really true to me and who I am. So that's, that's really where I'm, I want to go with it, you know? And the fact that like, I literally, I didn't, I made this myself, my two little hands, I made this, you know? So um, I didn't go to or ship it to a factory or I sourced my own blank. I bought myself right. the cricket. I bought myself a heat press machine. Mm-hmm. And I literally did this like a couple hours ago. Right. Like, the concept and everything was already there, but like, I just printed it. Right. Today. right. Um, so, you know, when I released these, um, which I'm planning to do so this week, um they'll be available for purchase like just remember like it's coming from me it's not you're not getting it from an outsource you know it's really coming from my own hands and I think that's even more special for sure yeah definitely especially being you know having being involved in every aspect of it as well is 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 a great thing in itself you have the control it's your brand like you said it's your brand so you you have the full control now to to fully you know build your brand Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, really for me, I mean, that's, that's kind of, for the most part, I think a good, a good, uh, a good broad range of, of, of who you are. I mean, of course there's millions of stories we could go on and on and on. Um, but just to give, you know, the people a little bit of a background of who, who you are and, mm-hmm. you know, what, what, um, is to come with mommy and cut, like I said, I, you know, I, I've been knowing about this, so I'm excited. But um, I know it's it's going to be exciting to see all of this play out. And I'm excited for the, the guests that you're going to have on, yeah. those interactions. I'm excited for the conversations, the rawness, the uncut, you know, all of that that's to come. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to, to, to every episode. I'm locked in, obviously. I'm your friend. I'm, sus- I'm subscribed. I'm tuned <laughs> in. Um, but besides that, I, it's just great content. And I can't wait for the people to see those moments that I'm sitting there eating my damn bread at this Peruvian spot. And just whole breast just pops out and this just these conversations that happen i just want i want them to be documented so people yeah. can see them and and they'd be Flesh like just soul in much her city. <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to keep it g-rated you know my, i got my kids running around somewhere so you yeah. know just trying to keep it g-rated but yeah I, i'm excited and, and i'm glad we're here i'm super excited for you i'm proud of you and yeah. again thank you for having me on yeah. I hope uh, I executed what we were trying to do. Now you more than ex- executed. And I think you got out of me a lot of things that I probably wouldn't have just like said out loud. Um, right. And, and I, think I think that was what was the, the point of it was. To- yeah. yeah, that's what I wanted. I really wanted to um, uh, have someone interview me that knew me in ways that could ask these questions that would get the intimate side of me out and I think we really accomplished that so thank you thank you so much for that and I appreciate you and have a good night um enjoy your drink I obviously can't so I'm over here drinking mine 
on I can this start kit. to say you could have one glass of wine, but that's that's not for me to yeah, decide. Not right now. <laughs> but honest um, brand kids, you know, the kids drinks, we, we, we like them. So if you want to like send some over. Okay, if you want your logo in the corner. Yeah, like I, I you could sponsor. Let us know. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, this is about moms and that's about <laughs> kids. So perfect marriage. Let's go, but hit me, girl. <laughs> all right thank you guys so much for watching please don't forget to subscribe and then hit the notification button too if you want to keep updated when i do drop these videos and podcasts thank you guys so much again for your support i couldn't do this without you guys thank you thank you thank you peace, peace.